Worship at Home, Sunday the 7th of November 2021, the third Sunday before Advent. Our first Bible reading is an Old Testament reading from the book of Jonah, chapter 3, verses 1 to 5 and 10. The word of the Lord came to Jonah a second time, saying, Get up, go to Nineveh, that great city, and proclaim to it the message that I tell you. So Jonah set out and went to Nineveh, according to the word of the Lord. Now Nineveh was an exceedingly large city, a three days' walk across. Jonah began to go into the city, going a day's walk, and he cried out, Forty days more, and Nineveh shall be overthrown. And the people of Nineveh believed God. They proclaimed a fast, and everyone, great and small, put on sackcloth. When God saw what they did, how they turned from their evil ways, God changed his mind about the calamity that he had, he had said he would bring upon them, and he did not do it. Our second reading is the Gospel reading from the Gospel of Mark, chapter 1, verses 14 to 20. Now, after John the Baptist was arrested, Jesus came to Galilee, proclaiming the good news of God, and saying, The time is fulfilled, and the kingdom of God has come near. Repent, and believe in the good news. As Jesus passed along the Sea of Galilee, he saw Simon and his brother Andrew casting a net into the lake, for they were fishermen. And Jesus said to them, Follow me, and I will make you fish for people. And immediately they left their nets and followed him. As he went a little further, he saw James, son of Zebedee, and his brother John, who were in their boat mending the nets. Immediately he called them, and they left their father Zebedee in the boat with the hired men and followed him. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Reflecting on these two passages today, there are some things that they have in common, others different. There's a sense of urgency in both passages. Jonah hurrying uh, to Nineveh and across the great city to spread the message. The disciples immediately leaving their, nest, their nets and immediately Jesus calling the second set of brothers fishermen that he came across. It's one of the in, um, styles of Mark, our gospel writer, to use immediately throughout his gospel. There's a real sense of pace to the whole thing. But there are also differences here. Jonah is heading to Nineveh only after he went in the other direction. Remember, God had told him to go to Nineveh, and he said, yes, God, of course, got up and immediately set sail for Tarshish. How can we compare the two? 
I suppose if you think of a, a large city and you are being sent to the centre of it by God where there's drug lords and guns, gang warfare going on, it might not seem very attractive. So you decide that really you heard God ask you to go to, I, I don't know, the Seychelles, somewhere nice, somewhere that was safe. Yes, there are still people there who need to know God, perhaps, but it wasn't quite what God was telling him. Of course, on his journey to Tarshish, uh, Jonah was thrown overboard, swallowed by the great fish and spat up on the land again. So that's the background against which he is now heading to Nineveh. The disciples' reaction is starkly different. Jesus tells them, come and follow me. They leave straight away. They leave their nets. The James and John leave their father on the boat. It's quite extraordinary, really, in a social time where actually family, the family business, your security is in your community. That in Jesus, they clearly met somebody who was so startling, so inspirational that they were willing to take that risk. So yes, there's an, a sense of urgency in both, but there's a very different uh, journey that Jonah and the disciples have taken to this point. Then there is the proclamation. Both Jonah and Jesus uh, in these passages are proclaiming that God's kingdom is near. So that's the similarity. Again, there's a difference. Jonah's message of one, the kingdom is near, God is coming, repent now, is one of judgment and suffering. It's a threat, a punitive God that he is proclaiming to people. Jesus' message is different from that. The kingdom is near, repent, but come and help to help others come near to the kingdom. Looking more closely then at those events between Jesus and these two sets of brothers, as he calls him, there are three elements. First, they are fishing by the sea. The second, Jesus calls them, come and follow me. Third, they get up and follow. In many respects, that is a simple way of looking at how Jesus speaks into our lives now. Wherever we are at, whatever place, whatever job we're doing, we're just quietly getting on. And Jesus comes to us, sometimes unexpectedly, sometimes because we ask, come and follow me, he says. So are you going to get up? Are you going to follow? Deciding to follow Jesus is necessarily disruptive to our lives. There is always a cost to being a disciple, whether it challenges patterns of our community or society, or whether it challenges some people immediately nearby us, perhaps our closest friends and family. It's not always easy to respond to challenge those expectations of those around us. But for those who will go to where God sends them, the reward is to draw closer to Christ and fish for people, bring others closer to the kingdom. 
That may sound obvious coming from me. Following God's call has meant I have uprooted my family repeatedly. And it has been hard, very hard at times, for all of us. And I carry a weight and a burden at times, wondering if I've done the right thing by my children. And yet, I thank God every day that they have now chosen to come on that journey with me, spiritually, emotionally, to support, share in and live out the good news. The cost has been very real. I would do it again. Why? Because if I go back to comparing these first disciples and Jonah, moving to the end of their story, we see another stark contrast between the choices they make. For Jonah, with his punitive idea of God, he ends up waiting on a hillside for fire to rain down on Nineveh. And when it doesn't, he's left sulking, bitter, seeing the price he has paid in obeying God and angry that he sees others let off lightly. The disciples, though, at the end of their story as we know it is different. Even after the trauma of witnessing the crucifixion, the fear of persecution and the very real threat of death, they continue on the path that Christ set before them in the power of the Spirit and establish the early church. Those disciples become a people of liberation, joy, sharing and giving. Which would you choose to be? Where are you now? Where might you be called to? Is God calling you to get up and follow? Go somewhere? Or perhaps God is asking you to follow him in place, hearing a call to protest at climate degradation, to petition and support rising costs for ourselves so that we can co-create a better future for those places at great risk where people don't have a choice or ability to do things. Perhaps God is asking you to help rejuvenate your local mother's union group, taking your place in a worldwide organisation that seeks to encourage and support family life. And this month is raising awareness against violence against women. There is always a cost to discipleship. And we can sometimes balk at that cost like Jonah, or we can trust and obey getting up and following like the disciples. The kingdom of God is near. Repent, yes, but then come and help others draw near too. Amen. So let us pray for the breaking in of God's kingdom. The prayers I'm using today are based on David Adams' themed intercessions, God's kingdom. Blessed are you, Lord our God, creator of the world, bringing all out of chaos. We thank you for the guidance of the scriptures and for the commandments. We remember all who influence the lives of others through their example or through the media. We pray that young people may be given good guidance as they grow, that they in turn 
may teach older generations than themselves, that they may move with confidence and freedom. In its rules may the Church show love and compassion, and that rules are for freedom and not to restrict life. May all who teach and preach lead us towards the glorious freedom of the children of God. Lord, hear us. Lord, graciously hear us. Lord, we look for the time when the kingdoms of this world will be the kingdom of God. We long for the time when God's rule will be what guides us all. We remember now all who are suffering from injustice, people robbed of their homes or their living. And we pray for those people being driven off their lands due to climate change or due to the greed of others. Lord, hear us. Lord, graciously hear us. Teach us, Lord, to live in harmony with those around us. Let there be peace in our dealings, in our homes and in our hearts. May we never oppress or hurt anyone through word or deed. Lord, hear us. Lord, graciously hear us. We are sorry, Lord, for the harm done to the earth by the greed and insensitivity of powerful groups or individuals. We pray for all who seek to clean up our rivers and the air we breathe, all who work in conservation and look for solutions for planet-wide rejuvenation. We remember all who are ill or in trouble at this time. Praying also for those who fear the winter months, those who have hidden illnesses. Lord, hear us. Lord, graciously hear us. We bring before you, Lord, all who grieve or wait with the dying and give thanks that you are ever with us and offer us life eternal. We remember friends and loved ones departed from us. May they rejoice with your saints in glory. Merciful Father, accept these prayers for the sake of your Son, our Saviour, Jesus Christ. Amen. God, our refuge and strength, Bring near the day when wars shall cease and poverty and pain shall end, that the earth may know the peace of heaven through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. And we say together the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead, 
Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory, for ever and ever. Amen. And may the peace of God, which passes all understanding, keep your hearts and minds in the knowledge and love of God and of his Son, Jesus Christ our Lord. And the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit be among you and remain with you always. Amen. Thank you for joining me for Worship at Home. If you have enjoyed this podcast and would like to receive a link to it every week by email or receive the supplementary prayer sheet by mail or email, do get in touch at revlucylearn at btinternet.com. Goodbye.